Good morning. It's Thursday, February 22nd. I'm Mark Garrison, in for Shemitah Basu. This is Apple News Today. Coming up, the death of a non-binary teenager raises questions about anti-LGBTQ plus laws in Oklahoma. Concerns about Chinese hacking have the U.S. government planning to spend billions to replace cargo cranes. And Major League Soccer is back. But first, let's take a quick look at some other stories in the news. We're seeing some of the first impacts of the Alabama Supreme Court ruling that frozen embryos created through IVF are legally children. The University of Alabama at Birmingham is suspending IVF treatments while it considers the legal repercussions. Alabama IVF patient Jasmine York told CBS about how frustrating the ruling is after spending years and thousands of dollars trying to get pregnant. I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm just a whole slew of things. Boeing has removed the head of its 737 MAX program. The move comes after a panel blew out of an Alaska Airlines flight in midair. Last month, the FAA blocked Boeing from expanding its 737 MAX production line while its manufacturing is under review. In Israel, the military's top lawyer said some troops in Gaza are under investigation for criminal offenses and other misconduct. That includes the destruction of property, looting, abuse, and excessive force. The announcement comes amid international criticism over civilian deaths and mass property destruction. The death of a non-binary teenager in Oklahoma is raising questions about the impact of laws targeting LGBTQ plus youth. 16-year-old Nex Benedict died earlier this month. One day after a fight in the girls' bathroom of a high school, there's a lot that's unclear about what caused Nexus' death. Police say they're waiting for autopsy and toxicology results before they decide whether to refer the case to prosecutors for potential charges. Nex's grandmother, who's adopted Nex, said Nex was bullied by students for more than a year. It started a few months after Republicans passed a law that required public school students to use bathrooms that matched the sex on their birth certificates. Nex's grandmother told The Independent that Nex told her they were knocked down during the fight and hit their head. Nex had multiple bruises and scratches. Their grandmother says Nex was suspended from school for two weeks. Nex reportedly wrote in text messages that they were feeling dizzy, nauseous, and might have had a concussion. Nex later collapsed and stopped breathing and was pronounced dead at the hospital. Oklahoma legislators have been pushing to pass even more laws that affect the LGBTQ plus community. This year, they've already proposed more than 50 anti-LGBTQ plus laws. That's more than any other state, according to the ACLU. The head of Oklahoma schools has been a vocal critic of LGBTQ plus rights, and he has ties to a conservative activist who posts anti-LGBTQ plus content on social media. Haya Rachik has millions of followers and has frequently criticized teachers and administrators who've supported LGBTQ plus issues, and Rachik has posted about Nexus School before. Threats of violence often happen around the country after her posts. NBC News tracked nearly three dozen threats against schools, libraries, hospitals, and businesses, which came after posts on her social media accounts. Rachik isn't accused of making threats herself and says she doesn't support violence against the people she talks about in her posts. But law enforcement says those posts appear to have inspired various bomb threats. These are hoaxes that scared children and families and wasted the time and money of law enforcement. 
Local LGBTQ advocacy groups say Nex's death should serve as a wake-up call about the impact of laws that target the community, and that regardless of what's ultimately learned about exactly how Nex died, abuse of Nex because of their identity played a role. The co-founder of Rural Oklahoma Pride told a local Fox affiliate about why it's important to remember Nex. We're going to light a candle in both memory and and showing support, not only for that person, but for that person's family, as well as all the other lives that have been affected. New leaked documents from a hacking firm linked to the Chinese government show how state, military, and intelligence groups are carrying out large-scale cyber attacks against foreign governments and companies. The documents provide one of the most detailed looks yet at the Chinese network of hackers who exploit sensitive information for the state's gain. Recently, FBI Director Christopher Wray testified in Congress that China could launch cyber attacks against critical U.S. targets, including water and power supplies. China's hackers are positioning on American infrastructure in preparation to wreak havoc and cause real-world harm to American citizens and communities if and when China decides the time has come to strike. The Wall Street Journal reports on an unusual potential threat to the American economy. The Biden administration believes that Chinese-made cargo cranes that operate in U.S. ports could be hacked. The cranes are designed to be controlled remotely, and there's concern China could exploit that to sabotage shipping, which would damage the economy, or that China could use sensors inside the cranes to spy on the movement of American military hardware through ports. It's a major concern because cargo cranes made in China account for nearly 80% of ship-to-shore cranes in American ports. Security around shipping is such a concern that the Biden administration is investing $20 billion in port security. That includes new cranes that are made in America. China's embassy in the U.S. calls the idea that Chinese-made cranes are a national security risk paranoia. But the U.S. government is taking it seriously. Replacing the Chinese cranes will take time. The Pentagon has already started changing shipping practices to avoid these cranes. Finally, the MLS season is now underway, starting with a victory by Lionel Messi's Miami over Salt Lake City last night. This is Messi's first full season in the league, and the team, part owned by David Beckham, has signed up other big stars too. Taylor Twellman, lead analyst for MLS Season Pass on Apple TV, talked about how strong Miami is looking. They're going to be the team to watch mainly because of the pedigree of the players, but more so people are very curious in a league built on parity Can you buy yourself a championship? I think that makes it a very intriguing watch. Twelman says the quality of play throughout the league is hitting a new level. I think a season where everyone's trying to start a little bit faster, a little bit quicker, a little bit stronger than in years past. But now as the league gets more competitive, as owners spend way more money than they're used to, I think historically this league's going to change now because of that. Messi is 36 years old, nearing the end of his career. The big question for Miami fans is having Messi enough to bring home the MLS Cup. The answer is yes. The answer is yes, 100%. You put Messi on any team in Major League Soccer, that team's winning games. You can follow the whole MLS season and other major sports and teams using Apple Sports. It's a new free app just out this week. It'll give you access to real-time scores, stats, and more. Get it by searching for Apple Sports in the App Store. 
And if you're listening to us in the Apple News app right now, we've got a narrated article coming up next. The New Yorker profiles Florida Republican Congressman Matt Gates. The staunch Trump supporter has become one of the most prominent and divisive figures in the GOP. Chaos and controversy have followed Gates over the years, including alleged sexual misconduct involving teenage girls, which he's denied. The New Yorker looks at how he manages to keep so many of his supporters sticking with him. If you're listening in the podcasts app, follow Apple News Plus Narrated to find that story, and I'll be back with the news tomorrow.